Hello and welcome to Fent Show, conversations with entrepreneurs, where they share their challenges and lessons learned through their journey to earning a living doing what they love. I'm Diana Lopez, and welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fent Show. My name is Diana Lopez, and I'm very excited today because I have a very, very amazing guest. Nadege Lewis from Beautiful Bamboo. She has become a full-time entrepreneur in 2015. She launched her brand Beautifully Bamboo after cultivating an audience through her beauty and lifestyle blog, Bell Mocha. She currently heads an e-commerce space business that focuses on beauty from the inside out. Hello, Nadege. How are you today? I'm fabulous, Diana. How are you? Oh, I love your answer. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good. I would say Yes, fabulous as well. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. No, thank you for connecting yourself via Skype from where are you today? I am in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. You know, mm-hmm. just entrepreneurs always traveling. You never know where they're at. Yes. I actually have a, a trip planned very soon, which I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, really? Where? I'm going to DR, Dominican Republic which uh, I've heard so many great things about and finally get a chance to go. So I'm very excited. Amazing. One mm-hmm. of the, the perks of running your own time business. Yes. Wonderful. All right. So before talking about your projects, I have a little type of uh, icebreaker question. Okay. What was the first thing that you bought with your own hard-earned money? Huh. So you're saying money from the business that I've earned? No, just like your first, you know, like paycheck or the first thing that you remember. Oh, oh my goodness. You know, I have been working since I was probably like 11 or 12 with my father. Yeah. So it was probably something very, you know, meaningless, like candy or, you know, nothing (laughs) serious. Uh, Just because I've been working so long that I don't remember, but I'm sure it was just like walking up to 7-Eleven and being able to buy my own things instead of having to ask my my mother at the time who was raising us. So that was was pretty exciting. And what about the most meaningful purchase, but like your first meaningful purchase? (sighs) I would say that um, I got into a vehicle accident uh, years ago and I was... So... A little backstory. So mm-hmm. I worked for my dad in his store until probably my mid-20s, until I got my first quote-unquote real job. And mm-hmm. right around that time, I uh, got into a really serious car accident, uh, uninjured, and I was able to buy a car brand new. And that was just the most exciting thing for me, to drive a car off the lot that you know, someone else has never driven or owned. And it was Incidentally, it was because of the money I earned working for my dad. And I just thought, you know, I was really proud of myself. I was just leaving um, my my dad's job, which is really more manual labor. And I was entering into the corporate world. But right before I left to go into corporate, I made the purchase of my first brand new car. And I was really just proud because, again, it was like hard work versus um, more mental work. And it was something I could take with me as as I transitioned to the new field, the career field. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that story. Mm -hmm. For those that don't know you, uh, when you attend events and people ask you, what do you do? How do you respond? When people tell me, ask me what I do, I try to keep it simple and just say, I I work for myself and I have a product range I develop that I sell online. 
that's like the simplest, you know, thing that I, I, I try to say because um, I wait for them to ask me for more and then I can give more details. Um, so my story is that I, I was in human resources for about seven years and it was a great career and I really um, loved what I did for a time. But fortunately or unfortunately, I had, working for my dad, it was, like I said, it was, we worked at a market, it was laborious, it was long hours, and I dreamed of my desk job. Like, that's what I want. I wanted to dress nice, I wanted to smell good, I wanted to be, you know, working at nine to five, and I wanted to climb that ladder more than anything. And, yeah, it was my dream. And, you know, by the way, I was born in Haiti, so working for immigrant parents, they want you to have a great job and great career as well. So it was was their dream as well. And once I got my first entry-level position, I was super excited. And I could not wait to, like, tackle this new, you know, part of my life. But then I stumbled upon a an article back in 2007, I think. It was so long ago. And the article was, writ- was um, called Top 10 Reasons Why You Should Never Get a Job. And it was by Steve Pavlina. The, the, the article's still up online, so anybody can read it. And I remember reading it and just being so much in shock because of some of the things he said. It's, it's written very sarcastically and very... You know, you know, you always hear all the wonderful things of having a corporate position. Mm-hmm. Well, he dismantled all of that in the article. Love and I just it. remember, yeah, I just remember standing there and saying, what, what do I do now? Like, what do I do? Because this is what he's saying is true for me. Well, you know, for me, it rang true. Um, so what I did, I continued to work and, you know, take advantage of as many opportunities for promotions and moving from one company to another to try to, you know, benefit financially. And at the same time, I learned about blogging. And that was before blogging hit its boom. And I said, let me let me just write, you know, it's a diary. Back then, blogs were diaries. And mm-hmm. I figured nobody would read it. And uh, eventually, people did. I didn't realize people were reading it until one day I went, on vacation, and I left for a few days. I didn't write. I got a couple of emails. They're like, "Where are you? Is everything okay?" And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, people are reading this. People are actually waiting for me to keep writing." And so, um, you know, continued, and that created an audience. And um, the audience, you know, they they get connected to you. They they hear your voice. They read your words. They they just have that loyalty. And eventually, it led to a product you know, being developed in my audience, being the first group of people to support me. And now it's very common. Every, you know, every, people are launching things all the time to their audience. But back then, um, I, I actually started many years ago as a part-timer. I had my career still and I did this very part-time, but that was kind of a big deal back then. And uh, I mean, we can get more into it later if you have more specific questions, but that's basically what led to me being here. Um, I, I maintained my business part-time, very part-time mm-hmm. while I worked a, a ton of hours. I worked, by the time I left my career, I had, I was like a regional position. I had seven states. I traveled. I worked very long days. So it was like all of my time was either my job or my business. And eventually I had to decide 
which, you know, where am I going with this? Mm -hmm. And, and I made the decision and it was the best thing that I've ever done. But it's interesting how just one article shaped, it just shook things up for you completely. You, you you know, you thought you knew what you wanted and that's what Mm -hmm. you wanted, but at the moment, and then you realize now I want something completely different. Yes. Right. And And there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. On the contrary, Mm -hmm. it's like more, it's a a goal that's, you know, more ambitious and more risk driven. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes. And more than anything, right around that time as well, like about a year or two later, Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Work Week, came out. And I, I, again, it was the message of like freedom and creating your own destiny. And I was just like, this is so true. Yes. How do I get this? I, this is what I want. And, um, you know, just that time, you know, I think, I think for me more than anything, it was just like that, that ability to have control over your time and to do, you know, the things that you enjoy with your life. That's, that's really what led me to this, this place I'm at today. I also love that book. I try to give it yes. away as much as I can. I when I meet somebody, I'm like, "You are right in there. Like, just read this book, and you're gonna go. You're gonna take the leap." Yeah. And uh, listening to you, it makes me think of uh, an interesting story as well. I also used to, you know, like you said, like dream of your desk job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to work with my my with my parents as well, and mm-hmm. I used to dream of like. You know, me walking in a trench coat in downtown San Diego or downtown New York and just having my job in marketing. And I did it. And, like, Mm -hmm. I I was doing it. And as I remember, I was walking with my trench coat. (laughs) I mean, it's almost never cold in San Diego, but that day was kind of cold. And I was like, well, I'm here, but curiously, this is not what I want, you know. And I Mm -hmm. also started reading a lot of books, and Tim Ferriss was one of them. I mean, the four-hour yes. work week. I yeah. love it. Yes. And, well, let's go to that one day um, before, you know, taking the leap 100% because you were half-time in mm-hmm. your day job and half-time mm-hmm. doing your project. How was yes. that last day on the job, and how did it make you feel? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So, like I said, I've been working since a child, right? And all the way until I left my my job, I had never not worked. So if I left a position on Friday, I was starting my new job on Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for from the time I was a, a child, I never not worked. And the biggest fear for me was like, what do I do when I'm? I just I couldn't fathom myself not <laughs> having a job. You know, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. And that actually is what kept me there for so long. So I had planned on quitting prior, but I, I, I just couldn't get to the point where I had to tell my supervisor I am leaving without having something else waiting. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was traveling. I was in like South Carolina or somewhere. And I sat down, I pulled out a notebook and I drew a line down the middle of this notepad and on one side, I was I wrote down all the things that you know would are drawing me to starting my own path, going down, starting my own business, and, and being full time. I wrote down all the benefits, all the things I would enjoy. 
And then on the other side, I was, I was to write down everything that I loved about my job that kept me in my job. And on the side of the, where the job is, the only thing I wrote down was the paycheck. Mm. There was nothing, there was like nothing else. And you're like, oh, that's it? <laughs> that's it. That was it for me at that time. Now, obviously there's people, you know, you get to meet, you get to get close to the people you work with and all those other, I mean, there were other things, but literally what made me get up and get go to work every day was the paycheck, essentially. And at the time I wasn't taking money from my business, so I wasn't mm-hmm. even making money in my business. So, oh, but okay. I still... But I still had a, all these other things that, you know, I was that made me al- feel alive while working with my business. Yes. So I just said, as soon as I did that, I think I was just like, I'm at peace. This is it. You know, this is it. This is it. And I asked myself a question. I asked myself, why are you choosing this, meaning your work, as the method that you generate money to live off of? Because there's a million ways to make income, right? Mm-hmm. Many of us are are like, our minds say there's only one way. If I go to work every day, in two weeks, I'll get a check, right? And that's like what we believe is the only way. But when, when I started listening to stories of other entrepreneurs and other people, there's a million ways, right? So mm-hmm. I said, Nadez, why are you choosing this? Like, don't, like, you have other options. Choose and make another choice. And that's what I did. I went to my, um, I think the following week, I was supposed to go to corporate office. And that's where I would meet my supervisor. So I, I worked remotely. So I didn't see my boss every day. Okay. So it just so happened the following week, I had to go to corporate. My supervisor was there. Before our conference started, it was literally like 830 in the morning. I said, hey, can I talk to you real quick? And she's like, sure, come on to my office. We sit down. I have a big smile on my face. And I just said, hey, heads up. This is going to be you know, I'm just giving you notice that I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And I just remember it was, it was actually the best. It was full of peace. I was smiling. There was no anxiety there. There was nothing there. Keep in mind, I was not making enough from my business to pay myself. So it wasn't like my business was so, you know, amazing that I just, I had so much money. I, I didn't need it. It wasn't that at all. It was like, I finally made the decision that would lead to like everything else falling into place. Wow. And what mm-hmm. did she say? She, um, I gave her plenty of notice. So I think I gave her like two months notice. Oh, perfect. So she was happy with that. And um, I think she knew that. I don't think she was surprised. Let me just say that. Okay. I don't think she, cause she knew I had my blog. She knew I had other interests. Um, she did. She didn't know about my business, but she did know that, you know, that I, I was different from, from the others on my team who were very much corporate and trying to grow their career and and things like that. I had, I I was a little bit, a little different. So I I feel like she, she understood and she knew this was the best decision for me. Wow. That took Mm -hmm. a lot of courage on your behalf. But like I said, it's wonderful that you actually just, you know, smiled and you planned it. Two months is really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her the notice. And um, and my favorite part, my favorite was the day that the paycheck stopped. I remember going into my bank account on Paycheck Friday after my last day and not seeing a deposit and feeling uh, like 
alive. The rush. Yeah, it was a rush. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, now you're on your own, buddy. What are you going to do? You want to (laughs) eat? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get to work. (laughs) But by yourself. I love your story. And so that the audience knows a little bit more about uh, you, can you explain a little bit about um, the lifestyle blog and also your product? But how did you come up with that product specifically? Beautifully Bamboo. Awesome. Okay. So the blog, again, it's just, um, the blog is like an extension of me. I write about the things that I either learn or I'm kind of working through in my life. So there's some motivational stuff. There's some financial stuff. There's entrepreneur stuff. There's beauty. There's fitness. There's health. There's just a lot of great just pieces of information. And it's separate from my business. It's more like me giving, you know, and Mm -hmm. every time I learn something, I share it. And, um, I love my blog. It's just something I'll keep doing no matter what. It's it's not necessarily for the business, but it did help support my business. And it's that audience piece. If, you know, if we would talk about advice later on, having an audience is key to like the success of your business or leveraging someone else's audience. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to have my own, um, a small audience, but small enough to get things started. And basically, my products that I have, they are like bamboo-based nutritional products, um, supplements, tea, protein powder, and there's some more products coming down the line. But basically, what it is is bamboo is rich in silica, and so silica um, is what makes bamboos grow so quickly. And mm-hmm. when we take it internally, we get some you know benefits besides hair, skin, and nails, but I... I I'll talk about hair, skin, and nails because that's what most people want. They want to see the external benefits, but it also helps, you know, on the inside as well. And um, the product idea actually came from a – actually, okay, so years ago I, I, I met a woman who was also selling bamboo tea. And when I saw it, I, I loved the product. And I said, and at the time she was selling it at a market, like a, like a little farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I said, I love your product. I have an audience. Let's work together. And then she was like, okay, well, I'll, uh, if you send them to me, I'll uh, give you like a, a percentage, like a fil- almost like an affiliate. And I said, no, let's, how about you sell them to me wholesale? And... I'll just buy it from you. You give me a good price. I sell, you sell. It's great. And I had the, even though I had that idea, I didn't take any action. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I just was like, nobody's going to buy tea from me. Like, what am I kidding? So I just kind of, yeah, I just let it, ha- I just let time pass. And then she emailed me. She said, Hey, Oh, even though I let time pass, I talked about it on my blog. So I talked about it on the blog, but didn't take action. And then eventually she emailed me and said, hey, you got people from your blog are emailing me. Do you want me to sell to them directly or do you want to buy from me? And that's when I was like, no, wait, no, I'm going to buy from you. I, hadn't, I guess I didn't have the faith that, you know, it was actually going to work until the audience started. And so we, we started this relationship where we... You know, I bought it from her from time to time. Every other week, and I'd go buy, you know, a few dozen, not, not a lot, a few couple dozen, like several dozen. I would sell, run out, buy, sell, run out. So that happened for a while until someone made a YouTube video. Somebody nice. bought from me. Yeah, somebody bought from me, made a YouTube video. It went viral. I think the video has like a million views or something. Yeah. And, it, and then the business exploded, both for me and for her. And... 
the demand got so high that she stopped providing me anything. So basically she couldn't handle it or Mm -hmm. she didn't want to handle it anymore. I don't know. I don't know what, what it was, but that professional relationship ended and it ended at a time where I had orders and I was, I was literally begging for product and she just wasn't responsive. And, um, sounds like the perfect time. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just, you know, I decided, so I sat in that. So one of the things about selling on the internet you know, a few years ago was people, people scammed people on the internet back, you know, back in the early days. So I, I was deathly afraid that I would be labeled as a scammer because I had orders, meaning sales money and no product. So one day I said, I was like, what do I do? Do I refund everybody? What do I do? And I emailed everyone. I said, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'll refund you ASAP. Just let me know. Or I'll, if you want to wait, I'm hoping to get everything straightened out. A few people asked for a refund. Most people said they'd wait. So then what I did is I did not sleep uh, that evening. I just stayed up online until I could find another supplier. I had a flight to take because I was still working mm-hmm. at 5 a.m., and I think at 3 a.m. I found someone. Wow. And by the time I was on the plane, I solved the, the issue and I started my new company, basically. It was crazy. That's crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> and if it hadn't happened that way, I would still be, you know, probably operating at a small scale. Thankfully, because of that, you know, that situation, it seemed dire. It just turned into like a blessing and I'm forever grateful for it. Yes, I completely Mm -hmm. agree with you. And at at the end, business is about solving problems. Yes. And I think you solved it very quickly. Yes. (laughs) And for the greater good. And Mm -hmm. I know that you say that that somebody made a video. Mm -hmm. How would you just in general say that? Uh, you know, you have an impact on other people, you know, your product mm-hmm. and what do you do? And could you share with us like one of the most meaningful words of a client of yours and how does it make you feel that you have like an impact that's so not tangible, but out there? I have, um, you know, I've gotten emails and things from both like the pro- the beautiful bamboo side and on my blog and from the beautiful bamboo side like I've had people I've had one customer she's like a, a, a cancer patient you know you lose hair during during tr- chemo and treatments and for them to you know talk about how the products are helping them bring their hair back and making them feel great again I had one customer who's um, she has like a condition with her um, where she's in a wheelchair and connective tissue is impacted and silica helps strengthen, like I said, our bodies from within. I only talk about hair, skin and nails, but it does so much more. And for her to say, you know, I have my nails growing, I feel better. It's just, it makes me happy when people, you know, share these things. So uh, it's my passion. Like I love beauty, but I love like health as well. It's all over my blog. So to have a product that incorporates both makes me excited. I love that. And you're doing something that you love. Exactly. And I know we've talked about this already, but what Mm -hmm. would you say uh, that has been like your most, most challenging moment? Would you say was that one? That's one. And then I had 
that's probably one. Another challenging moment. I've had a lot, actually. I've had a lot. (laughs) I I can imagine. (laughs) It was like the most, uh, you know, it was like a huge thing, an issue that had to be solved, but that you learned like the most from it. I love challenging moments because they, they create an opportunity. So, you know, sometimes I have people who reach out to me and they're like, I want to start my own business, but I'm afraid. What if this happens? Or what if that happens? And my answer is always like, like the, when things happen, it, it's like a, it's like a moment. Like it's a moment for you to like create something out of it. And if I look back at my business, most of the great things happen out of the challenges. So I'll give you another example. Um, before Beautifully Bamboo, I had a um, hair product called Glow, which is an oil. Uh, it's all natural. And back in 2009, I sent a few bottles out to people to try. This is before influencer marketing and all that. And I had a um, you know girl who did a review, and she she tried the product. Her hair looked great. After using it, she did a before after. So it looks, her hair visibly looked great. I thought it looked great. And her review was pretty mediocre. It was just like, eh, you know, I'm not, (laughs) I don't, you know, it's not that great, whatever. She just basically was not impressed. Okay. And she made it very clear she wasn't impressed. And I sat there and I just stood there in silence. And I was like, this woman just pretty much like ruined my whole like dream. Right. Cause like, I was counting on a great review so that everybody in the world could like see it and buy it. That's not what I got. So whenever I'm in a moment where it's not, you know, what I want, the very first question that I ask myself is what can I do? That's what I asked myself that night when, you know, I had all the tea orders. I just said, what can I do? I can find someone else. So when, when this woman was like, Hey, this product's not that great. I said, what can I do? And my answer to that question was, if if I can't leverage her audience, I'm going to use somebody else's audience. Perfect. And mm-hmm, and that that and the answer for me, who else's audience can I use? I said I'm going to use Amazon's audience. That day, I think I opened up my Amazon account and started selling on Amazon because I'm like I need I need other people because her people are obviously are not going to buy from me because of this. And opening on Amazon is one of the best decisions. I would not be able to have left my um, job if it weren't for the help of Amazon sales. So that mediocre review led to where I am today. I I count it as part of the journey that led me to where I am today. I love that. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic because you can never, uh, you know, have an actual bad moment. It's just like you said, it's an opportunity and then you leap into something much better. Exactly. It's exactly right. I love that. And when it comes to revenue, um, mm-hmm. what are other ways that you generate them or can you just share with an audience the, all the income streams you have online? Yes. Uh, so currently I have uh, the business income and then I've got the income from the blog. The blog income is very... Again, I, I, I treat the blog as like a hobby. So the income is like affiliate income um, from sales, from recommendation of products and um, uh, advertisement on the blog. 
And then my main source of income is my business, is the the sales of the products. And I sell in two, um, two mediums. So my, my Shopify store, and then I've got Amazon, which helps support so that it's more than just one, you know, one uh, means of, of getting sales. So if Amazon is slow, my store might do well or vice versa. So that helps diversify a little bit. How would you recommend everybody in our audience who doesn't know how to start selling online and the importance mm-hmm. of having different income streams that's not just like one, like you said, that just one Shopify store? Yeah, so I feel like the way to make money online if you're selling a physical product is to either have your own audience that you that you either have like from blogging or your Instagram or social media or you per, you leverage other people's audiences, which means you could advertise on Facebook. When I do a Facebook ad, I'm looking I'm leveraging Facebook's audience. If I send a product to an influencer, I'm trying to leverage his or her audience. If I put it on Amazon, I'm taking, you know, Amazon's audience. So you can you can do either or. Um, I'm doing both. So I have my blog. My blog also directs traffic to my site. So I'm leveraging my own audience. And then I have Amazon as well. So I, I feel like with selling a physical product, you have to um, generate quite a bit of revenue because there's costs involved, right? When I sell something, I don't keep all of it in my mm-hmm. pocket. I have to go buy a new new inventory. So I, the revenue has to be pretty high in order for me to take care of all the business expenses and pay myself. So I, I, you know, I try to make sure that I succeed by, you know, going where I need to go. So if I need to be not on Amazon, if I need to be Shopify, if I need to have an Instagram shop, just doing as much as I can to get as many eyes in front of my product as possible. I love that. And changing the tone a little bit, let's chat mm-hmm. about uh, continuous learning for a while. Okay. We all learn from others and... Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you have, at the time, a mentor, a business coach. Are you part of a mastermind group? Or is there somebody in business that you look up to and why? Excellent question. I love investing in learning. And I think the first year that I got out, I think I invested $15,000 in conferences and courses and just things to help me succeed. Um, currently, I don't have a mastermind group. I'm looking for a mastermind group at this time because I think now being in business in three years, it makes sense to be um, around other people who are, you know, around the same place as I am or better, actually, so I can look up to and, and push. But there are, for free, if you don't have the money to invest, my favorite place to go and learn from is YouTube, believe it or not. Um, YouTube was there for me when I was still working and I was scared to quit my job. And I searched for videos of people who have done what I've done and they provided endless source of inspiration. YouTube is there with the motivational videos when I don't feel like working and I'm just want to lay in bed. You know, I watch videos of people and they talk about their work ethic and that really helps me. Um, but I don't know how to put, do something very, you know, tactical, like, put a Facebook ad out, I mm-hmm. go to YouTube and I say, how do I do a retargeting ad? So it teaches me lessons and also I want to grow my Instagram. How do I do that? Who's done that? And I find people who've done what I want to do. And I learn, I study, I love studying people. I love studying 
what people do and just applying it to myself. And that's really worked well for me. Interesting. And how about just like one person in business that try to follow on their steps? Um, I would say I'm, a- I'm answering this question generally, but I'm ask- answering it in a way like if it depends what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So like for me, I do I do sales on e-commerce. So I do have a, a coach. His name is um, Ben Cummings. And he, but he does exactly what I do. So I can literally learn. He sells products on Amazon so I can learn from that. But if we're talking generally, like business, just people who want to start a business, but maybe not sell a product. Mm-hmm. I love listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. I think he's got great insight. He's got that motivation, that hustle. And he's, he's talking to people in early stages of business and people just starting out or people who are out there but trying to make it. So he, he's great if you're like, I want to get out, but I, I need some help from a guy who really knows where I'm at. Gary Vaynerchuk is great for that. Oh, my God. I'm so impressed because I've heard that so many. I mean, his name like so many times today. <laughs> yes. Oh, and he puts out a lot of content. He does videos like every day. There's tons. So you can find one that's like talking to you as far as like where you're at. He's got so much content and he really knows his stuff. He really does. Perfect. And now looking mm-hmm. a bit into the future, what is mm-hmm. next for you? Are you currently cooking up a new project? And yeah, we, we would love to know. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, uh, the first couple years was just make, you know, just trying to make it work. Like, is this going to work, or do I have to get a go back and get a job? And now that we're into year three, I feel you know stable enough. I feel like okay, now you've kind of got to look ahead and think bigger. What I'm trying to do, I'm uh, avoiding a little bit growing too quickly because I don't want to, unfortunately, like have to grow in grow another corporate corporation. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing this balance between like the entrepreneur who can do whatever she wants and like what's right for the business. The business does need to grow. I do need to keep moving it forward. And so I see a little resistance on my end because I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to hire five people and have to go to work every, you know, mm-hmm. and just, be, you know, being able to manage that. But for now, I, I, to answer that question for now, I see uh, my audience has, they're asking me for new products. So I, I'm definitely going to extend the, the product line. And I'm also going to focus on just scaling, but scaling at a level that I'm comfortable with. And um, eventually I have to make the decision whether I, I want to continue the business or um, sell it down the line. And if I do sell it down the line, there's some work I need to do you know, now to get it ready and prepared for, for selling. That's so exciting. Yes, it is. It is very exciting. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And when it comes to books, I know we already talked about that, but what book do you recommend the most and why is it the four hour work? I have two others I'm going to mention. Okay. Um, one of them is called millionaire fast lane. And this one's by MJ DeMarco. And I read this book about four years ago. It's very, um, you know, I like to listen to audiobooks. It's one of the few books I sat and read and that it was just so good. It was my my four-hour work week, but a little more updated. And he really does create that distinction between the slow lane, like working in corporate America, and how to get into the fast lane, which is entrepreneurship. 
Um, it's a great read. I think it's got amazing reviews on Amazon. It, I, I recommend it to everyone. And the second book is um, Grant Cardone, The 10X Rule. And um, he's basically talking about how to, like, a lot of us, we say we want something, but we don't get there because we don't give enough of our effort. And he talks about how to t- 10x your effort so you can 10x your results and get past your fear and just like going out there and getting it done. Um, highly motivational. I recommend it to a ton of people. And um, I always talk about the 10x rule. Yes, I've, I've seen his videos. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He's like, he has so much energy. He does. So he's, he's, he's very much like Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk and him, kind of similar in that way. Uh, I've never seen Gary, but yes, the 10X mm-hmm. is amazing. We are almost out of time. So okay. um, we will get to the best question. And when it comes to like the last takeaway for everybody who wants to launch their businesses or their mm-hmm. business and they, they're still hesitating, what would you say to them? Okay. First thing I'll say is this now is the best time. Like now there's so many examples of people who are going out there and taking, you know, a step out there. And it's not as crazy as it used to be 10 years ago or five years ago. Now the environment supports it. So knowing that the very first thing I would do is I would find someone um, who is doing what I want to do and doing it well. Find someone to kind of learn from. Even if you never speak to that person, you never get to meet them. Nowadays with social media, we can see, we can, it's a little more transparent. We can see kind of what they're doing to create the results. So I would literally try to um, build a a strategy by, by observing and seeing, okay, this person's doing that. I can also do this. This person's doing that. That's really working for them. I could do something similar. And from there, it's, I would say, put your work out there, whatever that is. Put it out there so that you can test and see what the market likes. Don't hold on to it too long. The longer we hold on before we launch our business, the more, you know, we, we judge, we critique it, and we don't, we, we don't take our action. We let our fear take over. Put it out there. Look at the results and go, okay, how do I get something? How do I get a different result? Right? How do I get that result I'm looking for? And you just keep tweaking. It's like a puzzle, putting together the right pieces. And, oh, more importantly, save your money and really like if, if you're serious about launching a business and you get a paycheck, a portion of that paycheck should be what, what you use to fund your business. That Without that, it's just a dream. It's just a wish, but we really need to put it into place. And if you have money, you can pay for ads. You can, you can do things and actually support that business growing and becoming successful versus trying to – it's easy nowadays to launch a business with $0, but I don't recommend it. If, if you're serious, if you're like, I want to get paid from my own company, you take, take it seriously. Set some money aside. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to feed your success. I, I definitely think that that's really important. I, a lot of people don't talk about that part, too. I think that's important. Without the money, the little, just a little cushion, or you feel comfortable investing in your business, it, it's, it makes it a little tougher for it to succeed. I love that uh, takeaway because it's very tactical. You know, you mm-hmm. are being uh, realistic 
in that sense that you want to, you know, have a little bit of money to, you know, spend ads. It's not like you're going to hire an agency for, you know, $2,000 or something. It's like just a bit to get up, you know, get the site up and running and invest in ads, but you need to save money. Yes. And it's an investment. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do. I think so every, so 20 years ago, 10 years ago, when you start a business, you had to have a lot of money, right? With Shark's Tank, now people are going to ask for money so they could launch their business. Well, right now, if you're getting a paycheck, you, you're getting money every every week, every two weeks. And I understand we use that money to eat and pay our bills. But if we set aside, you take out an automatic draft where you, you create another account. Love and you that. take out yes. yeah, a separate account. You put a little bit of money in every paycheck without you even noticing it. It's automatic. Suddenly, at the end of the year, you've got a few thousand dollars there, you know, waiting. And that thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, five thousand dollars could turn into six figures if we if we invest it the right way. And that's much more powerful than just you know spending the money on consuming. Now we become the producers, and once you become a producer, then the possibilities are endless. That is the best. The possibilities are endless. Absolutely. Because you have a ceiling when it comes to earning money when you have a regular job. And here you have the possibility of doing as much as, you know, the sky's the limit, but you have to put the effort into it. Absolutely. So I really, really love that. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you so much um, for sharing your story. It's been so inspiring. And also the... Takeaway action mm-hmm. is what we want our audience to, you know, get from this podcast, not only inspiration, as we, we said before. But before we go, do you want mm-hmm. to share how they can find you and all your socials? Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'm on belmolka.com. You can just search. Um, I'm there. All my um, social handles are there as well. On Instagram, I'm life as Nadege, life as N-A-D-E-G-E, and then Facebook. Belmoka, you can message me and there's a link to message me um, uh, or via email if you want to reach out directly. And also beautifullybamboo.com. Yes. And so, yes, I will put the links on the show notes uh, so everybody can follow you. And that's Belmoka. It's B-E-L-L-E-M-O-C-H-A.com. And thank you so much, Nadesh, again for sharing your story. So to everybody out there, follow uh, the podcast, Fan Show, in Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Leave a, please leave a review if you like this. We have a podcast in Spanish as well uh, that is called Fent Podcast. But our main site is fentmedia.co. That's .co. And, well, thank you again for being here. And thanks to the audience, Nadesh. It was a pleasure. You as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. See you on the next episode. Bye.